Welcome to the Results Coach Podcast. I'm here to inspire you to build a body in life of your dreams by teaching you to become solution-driven winners, giving you the tools you need to build a bulletproof mindset, cutting out all the bullshit. I'm just giving you real shit that matters, granting you access to guest speakers from client hot seats, my own mentors, influences in the industry that I respect, and me talking shite. If you've made it this far, thanks for joining. Hey guys, and welcome to the Results Coach Podcast, episode one. Super excited to be launching this. And we have Johnny from UFIT. So Johnny from UFIT, he is an ex um, rugby player, professional rugby player, ex pro athlete, um, who is now um, got his own group training facility, um, and he's coaching from forty to fifty people at any one time um, in his group training facility. Um, and he's dipped his toe into online coaching during this pandemic, um, and has absolutely smashed it he is helping hundreds of men and women uh, change their bodies and their lives and um, so i'm super excited to have johnny on the uh, on the podcast today um, and let's get straight into it hey buddy thanks for having me on um okay so as you said i've now got my own studio but i started off as a professional rugby league player um so i started assigned pro from school and Played pro for 12 years before I had the kids um, until I finally retired once the kids came along. Um, and that's pretty much it. I've always, I've always enjoyed the training side of it, the, uh, the gym side of it, the fitness side of it. So it just seemed like a natural progression to transfer over to the gym and start helping people with all the knowledge that I've picked up throughout the 12 years of, of pro rugby. Who did you play for, dude? 12 years is a fair career, like. Uh, yeah, so I started... Um, I always played represented playing growing up as a kid. So from a town in Bradford, where I'm from, uh, from Bradford, Bradford boys, um, then Yorkshire, then Great Britain. Um, for my first pro club was Huddersfield Giants, where I played for uh, about f- uh, five years. Um, then I moved down to the Big Smoke, played at Harlequins for three years, and then I came back up north. Uh, and I finished at Featherstone, so we dropped down. At that time in my career, you could actually drop down uh, into the league below and still play full-time, so getting full-time wages for part-time rugby, pretty much, so training a couple of times a week. So, you know, I'd, I'd spent a lot of time. I'd spent the last three years at Harlequins. We weren't the greatest team. Um, probably lost more games than we won. So I wanted to be a bigger fish in a little pond. Yeah. So we could drop down, drop down a league. And uh, I had some great, yeah, great times playing at Featherston. We actually lost uh, six games in three years. So pretty much every week we were winning. So really good, really good way to end my career. Awesome. So what kind of, what did you take from, playing a professional rugby at that level, uh, mindset, and obviously with your training and nutrition. Yeah, uh, so I was lucky enough to have some beauty coaches, uh, probably the best best in the in the league, to be honest. Um, and each coach had probably, you know, they, they, they were big on different areas, um, but rugby league's like a really honest sport. You've, you, you, there's no hiding places. Um, so you've got to be honest with yourself. You've got to be... Um, committed you know team player 
and anyone that takes shortcuts, um, you know, passes the blame, this kind of thing, which is really common in, you know, everyday life. There's absolutely no room for that in rugby. So if, if it probably, if it taught me, you know, one main thing that I've probably learned throughout my career is just be as honest as you can with everything. Um, don't take shortcuts, always do the hard yards, this kind of, that kind of mentality. A couple of coaches that I had were big on it as well. So it really, even though, you know, it's, 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 it's there in rugby, the coaches that I had were even, even bigger on it. So it was really, really exaggerated there as well. Awesome. So like, I like what you use there by the, do the hard yards, taking no shortcuts. So like you say, that's the biggest issue with in society now. We're always looking for a shortcut. And the problem is with a shortcut, yes, you might get somewhere a little bit quicker, but ultimately you don't learn the hardship and how to make sure whatever that result is, is yeah. able to be done long-term. So yeah. Yeah, I can definitely take away something from myself from that as well with my bodybuilding career. Um, you can't build, you can't cheat building muscle. Um, there's no way of doing it. You've got to put the reps in. You've got to eat the meals. You've got to recover. Same kind of context to it. There is no, there is no yeah. shortcuts. Yeah, so, and it's it's, trans, it's transferable in every every walk of life, every job. You know, honesty and hard work is the best policy in it. And if you want to get to the top, there's no like you say, there's no way to cheat yourself around doing it. You've yeah, either yeah. got to do it or you don't. Yeah, get comfortable with doing the boring shit, basically. Master that. Yeah. Yeah. So then, obviously, from that, dude, you've obviously, you've instilled, obviously, 12 years of, of playing professional rugby. So, obviously, there was no way you were going to be going doing a desk job. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, is, is this when you kind of got into your personal training? Yeah. Um, in, in, in the pro setup at rugby, there's a, a union that supports players for further education, legal support, all this stuff. So um, I had a chance to um, study for personal training. I already had my level two gym instructors from like years ago. Um, and obviously you need that to go into level three. So because I already had that, a few of the boys started doing um, uh, learning after training we picked up as level level three qualifications where they, they come into the club and teachers. Um, and then around that time is when I had the kids and my kind of passion for rugby was starting to fizzle out a little bit. Um, mindset was starting to shift, wanted to get, you know, different, different goals and all this stuff. So it just seemed like a natural uh, or a, a good chance to, you know, quit while I was in front on a really good winning run, um, still injury free and all that. You know, a lot of my a lot of my older friends were still trying to cling on to the the dream of of playing rugby until they've, you know, they've got no elbows and knees left and all this stuff. I didn't want to end up like that. Yeah. So yeah, would you, it was just a natural, real natural progression to just start um, doing a bit of work in the local gym where I trained by myself on a weekend if I were at rugby and this kind of thing. Um, started getting a little bit of a job there, doing some PT, and then it just it just went from there. Just kind of so from obviously you qualifying. So I know there'll be a couple of people listening to this now who are looking at doing the personal training course or potentially on with it or just finishing up. Um, how how did you go about from then having jumping into a gym with no clients to then opening your own facility? 
<laughs> um, it's funny, I, I never thought I wanted my own facility. I'd, for some reason, I never thought I'd own a, a gym. Um, but back then, um, I, I, I just recognised that pretty much your results get you get your work pretty much. They speak for themselves, and that's the best form of marketing. So I was just keen to help as many people as I could, be that friends, uh, people I knew in the gym, um, or just just you know new new random clients that I was picking up. I was charging peanuts, bare minimum. Just happy to get experience, work with as many different people as I could with different issues and injuries. And I was uh, quite lucky early on within the first one or two years of working. Um, got some real real mix of clients with digestive issues and injuries and you know stuff I had to go research and, and look into and you know it really made me kind of excel quite early on. Obviously um, you had a passion there to help these people by researching and not just women it. And then obviously yeah. what's got you a result and obviously through that obviously I would imagine a big part of what you're doing now uh, to be the level you're at is continually learning and investing in yourself to be the best coach possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, personal training has got a really high turnover of, of PTs because I think a lot of people think they'll just get the PT qualification, work in a gym, you know, turn everyone, you know, get to lift weights all day with, with the clients, earn loads of money and, and, Unless, unless you genuinely love the job and love helping people, I don't think uh, I don't think you last long. No, absolutely. Same when I started my career, it was I was I was doing two jobs. I was working on a building site from six in the morning till five o'clock, and then I was coming straight in the gym from six till ten, and then I would train from ten till eleven. Um, cool. And I did that until I had enough clients to then be able to take a day off from my other job. Uh, when I was self-employed as a ground worker. And then from there, it kind of just spiraled because it, were, it wasn't a problem. I could have done 14, 16 hours a day, which I did for the first year. Um, and that's kind of why I got my success quite early. Um, so yeah, you've got to be, not if you love it and it's your passion, it's never work, is it? No, no. And, and that, you know, that's going to rub off on your clients as well. You, you know, they're, it's a two-way street in it when you when you've got a client they want to work for you they don't want to let you down if they can see you're passionate and you want to help them they're not you know they're going to think twice about um you know not turning up for a session or not eating the right food and all this kind of thing yeah and again going back to what you mentioned there about being genuine to yourself and, and taking those shortcuts if they if you're if you're doing that and being a leader yourself it's something that you're going to instill in your guys because ultimately they're looking up to you um, and they become a version of you because what you teach. I know my guys do anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then, obviously, being pretty successful in the early days of because obviously you were there to help people and you were educating yourself and you were getting results. And like I've seen the results you're getting now through your online coach at the moment, which is, if I'm honest, I've not seen anybody else in the industry pumping out as many transformations as yourself, which is pretty awesome, dude. So massive, well done. Um, so obviously. We'll go straight to the group training side of it then. So how how did that come about? Because I know myself, I'm looking at taking a journey that's similar. And I know it's quite a big step from going one-to-one to one-to-many. One yeah. Um, the thing with personal training is there's only so many hours in the day and you can only help. If you're working one-on-one, -on -one, you can only help so many people in one day. 
Um, and it's great being fully booked. It's great being helping a lot of people, but it's very demanding. Um, any 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 fully booked PT will know how tiring it is. Um, you, you know, you're not only a, a personal trainer; you're almost like an agony aunt or a or a therapist, and and it's it can be very draining. You'll you'll know this. So, and there's also there's no way to leverage your services. One if you want to earn more money and two, if you want to help more people, you, you can't do it because there's, there's literally no, no more time you, to do it. You hit the ceiling, don't you? There's no more hours in the day. Yeah. So it makes sense to group, group, um, small, you know, make small groups and coach one, you know, many, many in one. So obviously you can, you can, you can up your reach and help a lot more people um, and just make more use of your time. Yeah. And I'm, from the one-to-one, -one, because I know there's a lot of people who I've coached in the past who I've said I'm going to be going to put do one-to-many, uh, one and they were a bit hesitant to start with because they think they need that one-to-one. -one. But when mm. actually they actually step forward and into the group, there's so mm. much more value in group training than there is one-to-one. -one. Yeah, massive. Like it's, it's more fun. They have more people to be accountable to. And then I had a mixed, uh, when I first did some group training in DW last two years ago it was, um, I had a little corner that I took up and I had six people, male and female, and the competition and camaraderie was like, I was just showing them and watching the form and like, I was there jumping in, wanting to get involved because it, it was just like, it was yeah. just so much, it was just so exciting and so fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you say, the audience affecting the group training is huge because if, you know, like if you're training one-on-one, -on -one, you're still going to work hard. You, you, you rock up and you might think, oh, I'm a bit tired today, so I'm, you know, I can't be bothered lifting that. I'm going to lift this instead. But if you're in a group and they're lifting that, there's no way you're going to not lift that as well. No. Um, it's, it's great for me as a coach because it reminds me of the, the rugby stuff, being in that team pack mentality. And, and you see that with the clients. They're all, they're all getting really tight knit. They all, they all love turning up to the gym. It becomes a huge social element as well. Um, and like you said, the camaraderie and, and, and uh, encouragement they get is, is massive. Yeah. So obviously we've, we've locked down then going into your group training. How have you kind of kept your tribe uh, basically winning and, and not, not sort of sticking the head in the sand and um, saying, I'll wait till the gyms are open. So, yeah, luckily, like with the group stuff's been up and running uh, way before lockdown. So the clients are tight; they all know each other. There's there's uh, online support groups, WhatsApp support groups, where they're all quite active and encouraging. So then, when a problem does come, like lockdown, or even if they're having personal issues on, but you know, by themselves, and they want to kind of share it with the group, they're all in it together. So lockdown. I've seen it obviously it's been a fucking shitstorm for a lot of people uh, mentally a lot of issues all this stuff i think the group support has been massive in that and we've simply transferred from the gym online doing zooms still being able to kind of add that little bit of interaction and banter on the zooms still training as a as a group so it, it, it's just kept running all the way through yeah so then obviously from that giving having that group training and in that environment, like you say, you give them that value where I tell my guys this all the time is, is they're never getting judged in this group. So if they, people at the start are very weary of 
putting stuff in. And I'm like, this is the place where you can do whatever you want. No one's judging you. The only person judging you is me when you don't do what I've told you to do. When the adherence on your check-in is a five, that's when someone's judging you. But other than that, the you could see the community's there. You're a family. It's not as if it's someone, your old best friend or your old friend from school. If you post something on Facebook, you're getting judged. Um, yeah. That's something I found with my group within lockdown, which became a big value for me. Um, and obviously you can hear from you, that's that's a big case as well. Um, so moving on to then with that, because obviously I can see, obviously me and you have the same business coach, big Phil Graham, Mr. PG. Um, and obviously he's he's on a, a completely another level. <laughs> um, and he's obviously helping us develop ourselves and our businesses and our knowledge and us as a coach. And this is why we can both we've been able to lead our tribes through the shittiest pandemic we've ever come across um, and potentially will. I hope I hope that's the case anyway. So obviously with that then, with the online side, online coaching side of it, how have you kind of done as well as you have with that? So anybody who's listening to this, go and check out UFIT, go and check out his, um, his transformations and his website um, and you will see the content that he pumps out is just transformation after transformation. Um, so yeah, give us a bit of insight in that boot, bud. Um, so I think um, obviously going back to day one when I first started as a PT, the results, the results sell, and um, you know, and it's not just about trying to sell. Um, it's about helping people, and if you're genuinely invested in helping someone and they're getting a great result, then it, the, the you know um, that just advertisers it does its own advertising by itself um with the online stuff i've just managed to create you know we've all got to start somewhere when i first started the online stuff i had like i think it was literally i had 10 guys in a whatsapp group one january about three years ago that's how it started so i just uh, off the back of one friend that I, that I did a transformation with i never even planned on doing online coaching um a friend came to me, he wanted some help. He couldn't quite travel to the gym, so we did it remotely. Uh, he got a really good transformation. He put it on his social media. I had about 10 guys message me. So I just put them all into a WhatsApp group, and it was just literally, there's no documents, there was no video support, there was no structure or, or, or systems, and it, and it was just, you know, let's just, let's just do a 12-week thing and, and see how you go. They all got results. And then over time, it's just been advanced and and uh and it's grown and it's become you know more structure and more education and, and and now it's i run it all through a private facebook group and there's about 200 people in there yeah awesome mate massive like again having 200 people in a members group um is is fantastic so you obviously you are keeping them guys in there even after they finished the the 12-week transformation is that right um so a lot no so that's what the web's upcoming website will be for is for like ongoing maintenance most guys will come in they do the 12 weeks they get a result and they'll they'll either leave or they can progress to another 12 weeks where it all changes new programs all this stuff so um within within so i do i run three 12 week phases so over the over the three phases People will leave either after phase one, phase two, or phase three of the twelve weeks, depending on what their goal is and when, and just realistic, realistically, how long it takes for them to achieve it. Yeah, 
So we've got the online side, online coaches, like you said there, it's kind of happened out of nowhere. Um, I'm very, very much the same. I always had a little bit, so I was fully booked PT with a waiting list. Um, and I was doing like eight weeks, uh, Santa Shred I did uh, a couple of years ago. And I got maybe 20 people on that. Um, and like you said there, it was all like a WhatsApp group. It was it was a starting point uh, but compared to where it's at now. Again, and it's with, with this pandemic, it's something that has, there's been no option but to do that. Um, yeah. But through the pandemic, I have my coaching, because instead, like if you do, I was doing 65 hours a week PT. Um, I wasn't able to look after those clients over than that one hour a day, that, I was, mm. that hour a week that I was with them. Mm. Whereas with online coaching, it's completely evolved and the, the value these guys now get and the education and support is mm. completely like anything else out there. Um, mm. So for anybody listening who's maybe thinking about online coaching, like compared to PT and online coaching, on, online coaching, the value that you get is, I would personally say it's 10 times more. Um, you don't need someone counting the reps for you. You need, what are you doing the other 23 hours of that day? That's yeah. what's more important. Nutrition, yeah. you've got um, your sleep, uh, water intake, stress management. Um, obviously, if you've got a client and you're trying to work on a result, um, I'm a massive, I need to know what the stresses of that, that person, stress factors in that person's life is because ultimately that's going to be detrimental for us getting a result. So when someone fills out my check-in form, it's, when they first come on board, they're like looking at it and thinking, Jesus, that's a lot of detail. But the reason why is so I can help them. Um, yeah to coach them to to my, to my best of my ability to overcome the obstacle, teaching them to be solution-driven winners. Um, yeah. So I'm guessing yeah. you'd be, I've seen some of your stuff and yours very much is the same as well. The irony is sometimes when you get a client or even now in lockdown, people are saying, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll wait till the gym opens. Um, or, or they like, they feel like they need what you were there in person coaching them. But the irony is, it's all the other stuff that you do can that you can offer online. That's what they actually need most. Yeah. You know, it's, the training for me is kind of almost the last thing they need to worry about. Yeah, I'm saying. Like, sleep, stress, hydration. Um, so what, you know, you, what do you do if you take you, if you're in the gym, like previously before lockdown, you take you out of it, they're then like, oh my God, I don't have the tools and the skills to be able to continue. Whereas we do online, you're still there, you're still supporting them, you teach them everything they need to do, but ultimately you're teaching them to be self-sufficient so they never need a coach again. Mm. But they get that much value from what you're doing, they're, they're not going anywhere because they continue progressing. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So yeah, obviously with the online side coaching, dude, again, anyone who listen to this, go and check out uh, Johnny at UFIT. Um, again, his transformations are... Uh, 10 out of 10 without a doubt so he's absolutely pumping them out for fun so what we're going to do now dude is from your point of view and your standpoint if we because going to be people listening to you who are coaches who are uh, up and coming pts and potentially clients or uh, potentially future clients so what we want to be doing is asking a question here so five tips to get in back into the gym so obviously gyms have been announced for the 12th of april uh, give us five tips going back into the gym dude Okay, um, so when you talk about all this stuff, it's like it's never any of the sexy details, is it, that everyone wants to hear. So I'm probably going to start off with sleep, all right? So for me, I'll just elaborate a little bit on each one. Sleep kicks off everything. So when you have a bad sleep, 
it straight away affects the the food choices that you have that you make the next day it also affects you know how much energy you've got so how much you're going to move around so given that most people want fat loss and the two main things for fat loss is moving and how much you eat um these need to be prioritized and it starts with sleep so if you get a really good sleep poor sleep is going to affect um you, you're going to be more likely to crave carbohydrates or sweeter food choices to try and get that instant kick of energy this is why people wake up tired they want cereal for yeah. breakfast they want donuts at work at the desk they want you know coffee you know they're just walking around like zombies they're not really exercising they feel like shit so sleep prioritize sleep um at least seven hours every single night, possibly eight hours if you can. So I'd definitely go sleep. Uh, hydration. Again, um, the more hydrated the organs are, the better they can do the job. So that's one one reason they're going to help metabolize fat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, another thing with hydration is uh, it's going to help the digestive system move better. Um, so you're gonna, you know, you're not going to feel as sluggish in the guts, and in terms of performance, when you try to train harder, like you, you know, if you're on this new January boom that we're going to come up with after lockdown, you're going to start going running, going cycling, going to the gym. You need you need to be uh, fueled for that, and hydration is the first place to start. So sleep, water. Um, on that, moving more. Next tip: just move more. You don't have to break any records in week one. Um. I think a lot of people think, right, I'm on a new health kick. I'm going to do 10 hit sessions a week. I'm going to lift, you know, 500 kilos, PB every lift. I'm on it. And, and um, one week later, they've, uh, they've given it all up. <laughs> they, yeah, they've blown the load. And they're, uh, you know, they're, they're full of aches and pains, potentially injured, and they, and they lose a mojo after a couple of weeks. You just need to start at the bottom and just nudge it up a little bit each week just getting a little bit better so don't set your stall too 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 big you know um what we on there that's great water and then training so obviously uh, output weekend calories is a big one i'd say weekend calories is probably the biggest thing that messes most people up who are trying to lose weight so they feel like they've gone really well monday to thursday monday to friday oh, i've done so well this week I'm, you know, I deserve a treat or I'm going to have a blowout this weekend. And if you look at your calorie intake on a weekly average uh, and you've, you've, you've taken in low calories Monday, Monday to, to Friday, then you go nuts on the weekend. The beer comes out, the wine, the takeaway, the fry-ups, the cooked breakfasts, all those calories that you've just taken in in those two days have completely offset yeah. Calorie deficit, you've just done Monday and Friday. Your whole week's gone from a deficit to a surplus in one yeah. day. And for a lot of people, in my experience, that can be from one dominoes. Yeah. Um, and, and you do that for four weeks and you only remember Monday to Friday. You think you've been good Monday to Friday. Four weeks later, you're scratching your head thinking, why are you losing weight? Because yeah. you're smashing dominoes in every Friday night doing 3,000, 4,000 calories and it can easily be done, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got water, sleep, water, output, uh, weekend eating. One more, do next tip. 
Last last one. Next tip. Let's just go. Um, I've just done a just literally done a video on this today that I'm going to post. Injury prevention when you're going back in the gym. So the gym's opening eight weeks on the 12th of April. Again, you're going to be tearing in, uh, trying to lift what you could used to lift. Get that out of your head. There's no way you're going to lift X kgs for X reps because you could do it three months ago, four months ago, six months ago. It's going to take you a couple of weeks. Just concentrate on form, technique, uh, rep range, you know, and if anything, play it really safe. Just work at 60% because that's still going to be a, a new uh, stimulus yeah. back in the weights room. More than you have been doing, sat on, sat on your ass at home or working out with a few bands. It's like if you've ever been on holiday and you take a week or two week off and you come back in the gym and you go and smash a chest or leg session out, it's like starting again, isn't it? Yeah, and, you, <laughs> and you're freaking out because you try and pick whatever you can lift and bench it and you get one rep out when you were doing 12 reps before and you're like, what the fuck's going on here? And But it's natural. It happens to the best of us and, and a lot of clients don't, don't always understand that. Yeah, I'd be honest, I'm a bit of a sucker for it. I'll always uh, try and pick up the heaviest weight in the gym. Um, and sometimes it can be a bit detrimental. So it's a bit of advice I will personally take as well. So cheese them five tips, uh, Johnny Dude. So what we're going to do is, got one more. So this is what I put a poll out the other week, um, asking some questions for this uh, podcast. So one of them that came up was, how much protein should I be eating in my diet? Um, so how I do it... Um, Men need a little bit more because we naturally carry more muscle. Women need a little bit less, but I would get women to aim for uh, 1.5 grams per kilo of body weight. And I get men to aim for 2.5 grams. Yeah, cool. And then so, with the high protein for the men, so 2.5, obviously a lot of people will be like, wow, how do I hit that much protein? So uh, given it, so you would just say someone's on, 180 grams of protein, male, for an example, um, that worked out on the calories. How how could you advise them to make their meals high in protein? I know that for me, this is the biggest issue that I come across. Yeah, um, especially when someone's new to a plan. Um, the, most people just don't eat enough protein, do they? They, they live off cereals and toast and pasta. Um, so uh, stru structuring your daily kind of meals helps massively. So if you if you try and space them out equally, not only is that going to help um, help you get your protein intake in, in regular intervals, but the whole reason we need the protein at rent regular intervals is to help stimulate something called muscle protein synthesis, which is when we build and repair muscle. And that needs that needs triggering every four to five hours. So I would, I would set out a little menu for yourself and let's go breakfast, mid-morning, lunch, mid-PM or, 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 or evening meal and then supper. So you've got five to six servings there of protein that you that you, you want to concentrate on. Yeah, 100%. I do the same with my guys. I say four meals and focus. That meal, the first focus is protein. So where are you getting that source of protein? So for breakfast, it could be eggs, turkey rashes, bacon medallions. Uh, mid-morning snack it, for me it'll depend on the calories they've got so normally it's breakfast uh, dinner so again dinner 100 200 grams of chicken even a meal again something i get my clients to do something called gusto so it's something i've been doing for years a meal prep company uh, they, they send you the ingredients you pick out a, a list of menu what you want um, the proteins high the calories are low and the food's amazing 
uh, something I do myself and I get my guys to do that. So that's one meal that's like a, a meal off plan every day but within calories. And then mm-hmm. I get my guys to structure breakfast, dinner, and something later on in the evening, depending on gut health and what time they're up and what time they go to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go on, oh, go on, sorry. I was just going to say, more, if for anyone that's a total newbie, you, you, you know, you just want to concentrate on you, you, meat, fish, and dairy is pretty much your your highest or way is your highest protein um, foods for vegans. You've got vegetarians, you've got satin, you've got uh, the tahini, is it? You've got, um, or you've got like pea, pea protein and uh, vegan friendly shakes. Yeah. So number one there is just focus on three to four meals a day um, and just focus on protein before your carbohydrates. So yeah. Once you've been told that and you've got an idea, except again, you're not expected to know it. It's a case of track it my fitness pal and then from there learn from your mistakes that's as simple as that you're not going to be perfect you'll have an update down day it's just about noting it jotting it down um and just being accountable by it and learning from that mistake so a big question that was put in the uh, in the poll dude is can you drink and lose um body fat huh. alcohol yeah alcohol. I, I, I say this to all my clients, you know, you, you fully grown adults, do what the hell you want, but um, because nothing's off plan with my uh, with my my transformations, so pizza, chocolate, wine, beer, it's all allowed. The thing for me is, um, well, two, two reasons why I, I don't encourage it. Um, one, it's obviously very, very, well, it, it is calorific, but you can get lower calorie options. But let's say, let's say you're having a drink on a Friday night. You can, you can, you can save calories to allow for that Friday night drink, but it's the aftermath that messes people up. Yeah. So let's say you, you know, you've you've skipped a meal or whatever, and you've reduced your calories to allow for those extra drinks, and and you've kept your calorie intake um, equal, and you're still in a deficit, and it's all good. But on the Saturday when you wake up. If you're going to be hungover, you're going to move less and you're going to want to eat more. So takeaways, you know, if, you, if, you, if, if you're anything like me when I'm hungover, it's like takeaway for every single meal, you know. Um, it about 20 quid on chocolate. <laughs> yeah, so, so potentially the day after, the calories are going to go through the roof and you're going to be sat on your ass watching Netflix all day, feeling sorry for yourself. So movement's gone rock bottom, calories have gone sky high. So it's the aftermath of the boozing that messes you up. Um, and then another reason why I don't encourage is most, most of my clients are, you know, top side of 30 years old, 40 years old plus. The older we get, especially, you know, 30 years and up, uh, we can't deal with the inflammation as much from the alcohol and the, and the poor food choices. So that's going to have a knock-on effect with how well your body can can cope over the next coming few days and weeks. So if you're doing a 12-week, if you've got a timed window of, of optimum transformation, you don't want to be throwing a spanner in the works. You yeah, know, mess- absolutely. Top share, top share. That. Like, again, for an example, if I go on a, out on a Saturday, um, I am pretty useless until Thursday. Thursday, I'm brand new. And I'm like, but that's took nearly a week. For me, my training's down, yeah. my food's down, sleep's down, mood's down. Yeah. It, like, it just affects yeah. everything. So you, like you say, if you've got a 12-week window um, and you're doing a transformation or you, you're reaching, you've got a goal, 
you're just putting spanners in the work that are just not helping you um, get yeah. to the goal. So, yes, you can do it, but be mindful of the aftermath. So I go for myself. I like a drink. I like to socialise. So for, obviously lock, lockdown's a little bit different at the moment. But what I do is maybe at the end of a month, um, obviously not if I was in a 12-week window of transformation, but say if, like I'll do a... I'll, I'll prep for a show or a photo shoot for 20 weeks. So nothing in that 20 weeks I will touch. But then I'll be af- afterwards, I'll get back into a routine. And usually it's every four weeks I do something and I have a couple of drinks. And I just know for that next four days or five days, <clears throat> my performance will be down. So I set myself up mindset for it. I know it's coming. So I don't beat myself up. And what I do as well is I prep meals. So if I know I'm going out Saturday, Friday or Thursday, I'll prep meals in the fridge. So then when I'm hungover and I can't be arsed, it's a case of fridge, microwave, eat. No dominoes. To be fair, I'll probably bought a couple of quid's worth of chocolate that's in the cupboard, but I limit the damage. So again, it's yeah. being prepared for it. That's, that's something yeah. I've learned um, quite quickly. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good. Um, so something we talk about in the group, in my groups, is we have like an if-when, if-and-when list. So like you're saying, if this happens or when this happens, you're going to do this. Yeah, prepare, so you, preparation for that. Yeah. So, so you know, it's life, in it? Stuff's going to happen. You're going to miss a gym session. You're going to get, you might lose a job. Someone might die. You know, there's all these stuff that can, that, that does happen to everyone at some point. Um, you get pissed. Uh, you get poorly. You get injured. So if it does happen, what, what things are you going to put in place? To kind of damage limitation or, or keep you going on that on that results road. Yeah, and that's something we both teach within our online coaching platforms that we both created. Um, I've seen some of your stuff that you've done, and again, I know what I do for my guys, and it's it's teaching them guys to be self sufficient and to have those tools and knowledge and skill. And then if they do have something that you, we're there for support. I know each lockdown, I've had a couple of clients who have thrown a bit of a wobbler. Um, and it was a case because the routine was knackered, so it was gone to sh- gone to pot. So first thing we've done there is just right. Let's. This is now your lockdown routine. Give them structure. Give them routine. Prepared for it. Like you've got one for when we come out of lockdown. And these transitions, they're ready for it. So again, it's it's just what you said there. It's being prepared for it. So again, trying to do that by yourself as well. It can unless you are equipped at it, um, which ninety nine percent of the general population are not in my opinion, um, it's very difficult. Yeah. So again, something why the online coaching, remote coaching is fantastic for that because again, you would never get that from a one-to-one PT as such because um, no. you don't have that experience, you don't have that platform. So what we'll do now, bud, is we're going to play a little game. So this little game is what we're going to do. It's going to be called Name That Diet. So we'll have a bit of a laugh here see how it goes. So name that diet. So it involves spreading avocado over your chest every morning and night. What is it? Um, avocado on your chest. Oh, including avocado. It's got to be. Oh, including avocados. Got to be uh, ketosis. Yes. Tick. Right. Go on, dude. You got one for me. Name that diet. All right. Okay, so I can eat what I want apart from Wednesdays and Sundays. I'm not allowed to eat like hardly anything. One, one, one snack. That's it, and it'll get you shredded. As long it's got to be Wednesday and Sunday. 
Wednesday and Sunday, is it the 5 2? Yes. <laughs> no time. <laughs> Something I have never even tried. I've tried pretty much everything. I've not bothered with that. <laughs> you know, this is where you're going wrong. <laughs> That's why I'm not shredded. Right. Name that diet. So, breakfast, dinner, and tea is a shake full of slop. Um, massive calorie deficit. Um, got zero energy, zero strength. Um, but I've lost ten fucking stone. Um, and I put it all back on. In, is in, it that one that makes you feel like death? Yeah, that's the one. Herbal life. Yes. Ding. <laughs> <laughs> right, go. Okay. Um, oh, this might be a bit controversial. This one. Um, okay, so. I don't really like harming anything uh, other than other than green stuff. I don't mind hacking green stuff to bits. I don't like green stuff. We're all right flying avocados over from New Zealand, but we're not. <laughs> but cows, yeah. um, cows give off a bit of a yeah, vegan. Vegan, <laughs> vegans. Right. Name well, that plum. Name that diet. So. Basically, I can't have my breakfast, but I can eat 10,000 calories in a window. Intermittent fasting. Yes. <laughs> so just to add any, like, well, intermittent fasting's okay. Um, in my opinion, it works for people. It's a diet method. Uh, but this was, again, just a bit of a game. Unless you've got another one, dude. Name uh, that diet. Yeah, what did you have? Uh, name that diet. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Okay, okay. This is it. This is actually what I do use on the. Um, I don't even know the name of it. It's the. Uh, I don't even. Uh, I do use this inside the twelve week transformation. So the first two weeks we uh, we we were allowed to eat food, and then the last ten weeks of the transformation is zero food. <laughs> it's just water. It's just water. Just water for ten weeks. <laughs> I can't say I can name that diet. What is it? Keep stupid water fasting. What is it? What, what did he even do? No idea. <laughs> I hope you're not teaching your guys that. <laughs> I've got one more. I've got one more. Name yeah. that diet. So basically, you can eat what you want, um, and it's just a sin. So I can have <laughs> 10 hundred kilograms of potatoes in a week um, and it's only one sin and I won't get fat. This sounds like a decent diet. Um, <laughs> is that one where pa you're allowed unlimited pasta bake and you won't that's, get fat? That's what I saw, saw I've heard, mate. That's the one. Yeah, Sharon, <laughs> loves Sharon loves this one. <laughs> uh, um, weight Watchers. <laughs> Slimming World. <laughs> nearly right dude that was awesome a little bit of fun at the end there so just like to say a massive thank you for sharing um your your day with us today dude like i say episode one of the results coach podcast so appreciate you jumping on buddy um been a pleasure nice bit of fun at the end as well hopefully we drop some a bit of knowledge in there and obviously kind of put your name in front of some of my audience and some people who have maybe not seen you or heard of you previously. Like, so like I said, 
Go and check out Johnny at UFIT. Uh, go check his website. Go and check his Instagram handle. What's your Instagram handle, dude? Because you've got two, I think, haven't you? Uh, yeah, UFIT UK. So it's that. Gosh. With a UK on the end of it. Awesome. Right, dude. Well, thank you very much for your time, but it's been an absolute pleasure, and I will uh, speak to you later, dude. Yes, mate. Thanks for having me on. Cheers.